Hey everybody, this is part two of this week's episode where we interviewed Gary of the ODU Marnarchist uh, podcast. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully you enjoy it. Let us know what you think and we'll talk to you again next week. Welcome back everybody. We're here with Gary of the ODU Monarchist podcast to talk about uh, the game coming up this week, last game of the season. And once again, Sunbelt has uh, screwed us over by putting putting us in the, an away game. Gary, I don't know how you feel about Sunbelt scheduling, man, but uh, they don't do us any favors at the end of the season. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, appreciate being here and then chatting with some some Georgia State fans and getting to know you guys a little bit. Uh, I, I can't complain about Sunbelt scheduling yet because it's only our, our second year of it, but um, I'm sure that is that is coming at, at some point here. We've uh, I think we've been lucky to have some some fortunate home games, the, at least our first year and a half in. Yeah, Look, so some people care more than others. David complains <laughs> a lot, and I make fun of them for complaining a lot. So, you know, this we can have a 12 game home schedule and I'll find a like, reason to complain about game, it. So. Whatever. You know, the whole point just win, baby. You know, I don't care where we play, just win. I don't care. Yeah, you Ryan, you say that, but then when if you don't if every every game was an away game or we ended the season with six away games, you would be upset about that. I, as long be. as I got six home games, I'd be fine. I, I take don't it Don't give the Sunbelt any ideas. That's true. <laughs> don't, don't, well, that, don't manifest it, right, Ryan? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, but if, I mean, if you look at your schedule before the season started, right, everybody had ODU as like the worst team possible in the Sunbelt. We were going to win like nah, two games. And then now it's like, all right, well, they're going for a bowl. Crap, we got to go on the road and go deal with that problem now. So, but they begin yeah, to we'll probably look okay. <laughs> we'll get to what we thought this game was going to be for us <laughs> later yeah. on. And, and and one of the things you'll understand about us is that we always think the worst of um, Trash Down South, which is what we lovingly call uh, Georgia Southern. And so it doesn't matter if they have a good season coming up or now. not. We're like, oh, they suck. They're the worst program. Uh, they don't deserve to be here. It doesn't. It, it, it makes no difference to us how good they actually are or anything like that. So don't worry. You will always at least be number 11 but we are kind of jealous that you beat them (laughs) i have to say that much for this season well thank but thank you thank you for beating thank you for doing that (laughs) yeah that 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 was weird i mean uh, going into that game especially after we just got crushed by liberty we thought all right we're we're packing it in we're We're done done. we're gonna go to georgia southern we couldn't we couldn't stop anybody through the air past couple weeks and we go down to georgia southern there's they're maybe at 50 percent capacity for that game Ah. I don't know if we you love, saw the stands. Uh, that's a hundred fifty percent for that. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was wild. Like they showed the overhead view, and I've every time I've been there, and it was mainly FCS playoffs. Like it was packed, right? Like it mm-hmm. was crazy. The fans are nuts. You hear them all the time. But man, I mean, less than fifty percent capacity. I know, like maybe dorms are closed for Thanksgiving and all that, but no, I, give I was I was shocked, and I, we were very happy to go down there and get our first win over Georgia Southern's revenge of the FCS there. It was, uh, that, it, was is, it was packed for our game because it was their Super Bowl. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so that that was your first win ever over uh, TDS. We, TDS, we call them the first yeah, one ever. That, that was our fourth time playing. And we played them twice in the FCS playoffs. They knocked it knocked us out with their dumb triple option. And then last year they came to Norfolk and they beat us uh, with Van Treese, who beat us the year before when he was at Buffalo in a crazy game in Norfolk. So yeah, that was our first win. We checked that one off, and then we beat App State this year for the first time ever. Nice. Oh, no, yeah, that's another that one either. that kind of chaps our hide there. They 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 torched us absolutely. Smoked what are we? Zero ten now. Something like that. Let's yeah. make, let's make fun of TDS a little bit longer here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you talk about the um, uh, 
the stadium being half full. That is a fan base that belongs in FCS. I'm not saying the team does because obviously, you know, the, the small amount of credit I'll give to them is, you know, they, they have put together uh, a team, you know, that's been all right as a move up. The fan base doesn't deserve it because that fan base, like you said, back in the FCS days would pack the house and come out and, you know, tear it up, you know, be the loudest, most vocal fan base out there. But then when they're not top dogs in a little pond and they're playing in the FBS ranks and they're not winning 10, 11 games in the regular season any longer and they're they're having to fight to get to bowl eligibility, they um, the fans don't like it. They can't handle it. They can't handle losing five games in a season. That's just not what they're used to. So um, good for them. I'm glad they're losing. It's good. Yeah. Felt like they got spoiled last year. Like making that transition from the triple option to this kind of like weird air raid attack that they have. Like that should have been a, a flop last year, and they I think they so. overperformed. Um, and now I think this year they're kind of coming back to earth with with Bren at, at quarterback. But yeah, that was that was shocking because I thought this is going to be a crazy environment for us to try to go win a road game to stay alive for bowl eligibility. But I mean, our offense stunk in the first half anyway, and we still managed to come out with the win at the end, which was was surprising to i think everyone in our fan base well kudos to you for that one we'll uh we'll tip our hats when anytime uh someone can beat tds we uh we enjoy it so um all right let's yeah let's talk about uh let's talk about our game this week um heading up there we don't have we don't have a great record last year was our first win ever against old dominion when uh we beat you guys down here uh and kind of like what you said when we went through, when I went through the schedule when it was released and I picked apart what games we were going to win and lose, that was a, a, a permanent marker W on the score sheet. This was a guaranteed win. Yeah, I'm not feeling so good about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys knocked off. But your team has been sporadic and schizophrenic. You know, you, you had a... You you beat TDS, you beat Lafayette, um, had a close game with Wake Forest, um, uh, beat Marshall in a shootout, uh, beat Appy State, like we said. Uh, but then you win ten to nine against one of the newest FCS teams, like startup like Texas A&M Commerce. Explain to me what happened in that game. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I had the full answers for what happened <laughs> in that Commerce game. Um, I think it was a mix of overconfidence and just trying to hit the home run every single play on offense. I mean, we came out flat. They, I mean, our, our first possession, we were kind of backed up in our own end zone and we were thinking, all right, we're just going to pound these guys and get a nice, like 95 yard drive. No, they blitzed. They came at us like crazy three and out punt. And I was just in the end zone going, Oh crap. This, this is not <laughs> going to be a fun, fun day. Uh, I mean, it, it, nothing went right. Uh, Grant Wilson, who is back as their starting quarterback now, he threw three awful picks, like rolling left, throwing across the body. It was just a disaster. Uh, but we got out of there with a win because we broke up a pass on their two-point conversion attempt when they scored to make it 10-9. to nine. So oh we were like God. a deflected <laughs> two-point conversion away from losing to a team that just moved up to FBS two years ago. Or, yeah, yeah to, to FCS two years ago. Right. So, just, yeah, just that was – Division one, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been it's been like that this season though. I mean, we've been in nine one possession games, which is the most in the country. We're five and four in those games. Our three biggest leads that we've had in any game this season have all come in our losses, uh, with with Wake uh, and, and with Coastal. Uh, those were were two two really brutal ones. We're up by you know 15, 16 points. We had a, a fifteen point lead at Marshall, blew that and lost it. So, it's just. It, it's going to be a one possession game, no, no matter matter what you're going to see here uh, it, on, on Saturday. But it's 
it, it's been a, a cardiac season to say the least for our fan base. So I, I put that down to my notes. Like, you know, we go in with the lowest of expectations and if we do well, it's a, uh, it's a reward, but you know, it feels better at the end when we actually do better than we performed. Uh, versus going in with the highest expectations and then losing and it's like feeling like down about yourself. But I guess this year it, we kind of did it to ourselves again. We went in with low expectations. Then we have the best start in school history. We're feeling good about ourselves and now we're on a four game skid. So uh, I, I, that wasn't a question. That was just me. Woeing <laughs> my own self pity there. I mean, uh, Tim, you got a question for Gary. Sorry, what you got a question? Yeah. Um, what, what do you think you're going to see at a little dominion this week? Like, are they going to play desperate because this is your only chance to get a bowl? Are they going to? Are we going to see like the Southern Miss team that had to come back? We're, we're like you guys, like we said earlier, you're all over the board. What kind of team do you think is going to come out of the gates this week from Old Dominion? Uh, well, last week's game against Georgia Southern, we kind of titled it the kitchen sink game. Like <laughs> we've got to do, we've got to throw everything out there to try and go win that ball game, and we did. Uh, one of our touchdowns was like a we. we pitched it to a wide receiver who went to the right and threw back to our quarterback who put a guy on skates and ended up scoring a touchdown. Wow. Uh, you know, that's the first time we've really kind of run, we call them deceptive plays instead of trick plays as we learned from our coach last night. Um, mm. I, I think this is a game where if we can do it and it's the right time, we're, we're going to let it fly. Uh, we've been a very balanced team this year, both running and passing. Mm. Uh, the offense you saw last year in Atlanta, I was actually there for that game at, at the old Turner field where, our offense was just a nightmare. I mean, it was a disaster to watch. Like it was painful to watch that offense try to move the ball, bring in a new offensive coordinator this year that is bringing in a spread attack that has RPO and a lot of air raid principles to it. So you're going to see this field spread super wide with four receivers outside of the, the numbers on the outside of the field. And we're going to see what you're showing on defense and we're going to go attack where, where you're weak, whether that's in the run game, passing game. We've been able to do things a lot of different ways this season. Yeah, um, what I just heard is that you're going to do the air raid. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So look, if, if you look at the stats, yes. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we've done that before. We've gone against teams that don't have great numbers defending the pass. Mm -hmm. And we've gone and run for 200 yards against them because they back out in, into kind of a, you know, an eight man coverage look, three man front, four man front. And we're able just to create nice angles and leverage up front and gash 20, 25 yard runs. I uh, did that a lot against Marshall. So we, we kind of, what you're going to see is based on what Georgia state's defense is going to show to us. Like if they're going to give us the run and give us six, seven yards a clip, we're going to take that and ground and pound all day. Uh, but we you know we're, we're basically looking to take what the defense gives us, which if you go back to the FCS days when we had Taylor Heineke and that high flying offense, we had seven offensive play calls those seasons. And it was, what does the defense show you? What's available? Run to green grass. Let's go down the field. And we've kind of gotten back to that with this new offensive system. I just want to say one thing real quick. Uh, you don't have to call it old Turner Field to us. Uh, we just call it the park. It's, it's just the okay. park. <laughs> we know also, what it is. Also, you, you brought up, I, I still have feelings of jealousy for you guys winning that recruiting battle for Taylor Heineke. So, you know, way to rub it in a little bit there. You didn't even know you were rubbing <laughs> it in, but you did. Yeah, well, he was actually at their game last weekend at Georgia Southern. Nice. Uh, he was there on the sideline. I think at one point he was in a suite with uh, Young Way Koo, the kicker for the Falcons, too. Yeah, boo. Yeah, that he guy. Was, yeah, he was just in there, in there eating. <laughs> but uh, I think we're we are undefeated when Heineke comes to a game as just an attendee. 
So he <laughs> unfortunately well, you know, will not Atlanta, be there Saturday. But okay, good. Atlanta got him one way or the other. Maybe Georgia State didn't get him, but the Atlanta Falcons did. <laughs> I was gonna say if yeah. it was a home game for us, then he probably would 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 have shown up. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were trying to trying to work that out, but with I think with their bye week last week, he was able to go to that one, but. He will be, uh, I think, a little occupied uh, this yeah. Saturday coming up. I don't know. I think R- uh, Ritter got the start again. So uh, Heineke may. Yeah. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Are you flipping yeah. again? He's he's Jeez. he's got a he's dealing with a pretty good injury. So I don't know if you're going to see him again. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's the reason why Ritter came in uh, the previous week. So that's right. I guess yeah. it had to be. There. That's a frustrating team to watch, by the way. The Falcons. <laughs> Wait, <you>. what? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm not a Falcons fan. Watching Atlanta sports. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a I'm a Jags fan. Um, but yeah, watching the Falcons, like, I'm just, what is their head coach doing? Like there were were better head coaches you're going to see on the field on Saturday, I think, than what you're going to see from Sunday from the Falcons. It's pretty rough. Arthur Smith is campaigning for a, a a new job anywhere. (laughs) It's going to be division two football somewhere. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. To uh, JMU when their coach leaves. Hey, I'll be happy with that. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, actually to get off topic a little bit. Uh, how bad does JMU fan base suck? They're horrible, yeah. right? <laughs> are, they, are they annoying? Yeah. Is sorry, I can't you, say that word. Not yet. You, you all are, are just realizing what we've known for decades now. Like that's <laughs> that's just how they've been. They've got uh, they they can't shake that little brother complex, and not little brother necessarily to us or anything. Like we to typically dominate them in every single sport. Like football now, the all time series is like two and two, but man, that that the whining out of that fan base is is just brutal. And I get like. The rule that is keeping them out is dumb. It was dumb when it was enforced on sure. you all. It was dumb when it was enforced on us. Dumb across the board. But there's complaining and trying to rally people to your cause, and then there's, like, just whining. Like, I think it's going to be the funniest thing ever if they lose to Coastal this weekend, and they're not <laughs> – they wouldn't make the Sunbelt Conference <laughs> Championship game anyway. And then all of a sudden the NCAA comes out and says, all right, sure, we'll grant your waiver now. Have fun. <laughs> no, no, what would be great is when Jacksonville State gets to go, but then yes. uh, JMU doesn't yeah. get to go. <laughs> well, yes. I, I, I totally agree with you that it's a bad rule. I just, like, now's not the time to change change the rule, you know? And, then, and it's funny because yeah. they'll tell us, they'll be like, oh, well, you didn't – you know, it didn't matter to you because you wouldn't have gone anyway when they talked to us about about going to a championship game or going to a bowl game or whatever. And we're like, yeah, the rule's not made for the people who wouldn't go. Right. <laughs> like, that yeah. doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. it's And they were, and, and I'm sure it was with you all too, like when we left the CAA, they were spearheading the campaign of us not being eligible to win the CAA. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. all no, was them. They were Same big thing here. on that. Yeah. 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 And Same we... We went to Harrisonburg that year. We beat them to clinch and win the, the top of the CAA. And we Good. were, you know, the fake <laughs> CAA champions. They were campaigning and spearheading that whole thing. So, like, my level of sympathy for them is pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Like, I kind of want the NCAA to do it just so they will shut up. But we're finding out all kinds of things now where the Attorney General of Virginia apparently did not file any kind of lawsuit. It was <laughs> all just, like, just chest pounding. Uh, wow. So, that's, that's, that's been hilarious. a fun revelation this week. We went from, like, the lowest of lows of getting – Blown out by Liberty, JMU getting game day. We're all just like, man, this this season sucks. And now this weekend, it's kind of like, all right, we're back. We're good. <laughs> I thought the purple people, when they came in, they're just going to throw a bunch of streamers around. That's it. Like, they're happy oh, yeah. people. They throw streamers. Last year, they weren't super annoying. I don't remember them being super annoying. This year, it's just everywhere, all the time, nonstop, obnoxious, whiny, <laughs> And then, and then they lose. Program. And then they lose their game to App, which is great. Thank you, App, for doing that. <laughs> and then they, it still keeps going. 
like yeah that's the thing i saw uh i thought i made some tweet from our account whatever about thank you appy state for for finally silencing this fan base and i was wrong wrong. on that (laughs) my god they are as classless as losers as they are as winners my god the whining and the bemoaning on social media david that purple is nice Oh yeah, settle settle sure. debate for us, Gary. Uh, purple, it's ugly color, right? I'm sorry, I'm leaving yes. the witness. Purple is thank you. All right, there we yes. go. Yes, uh, so is navy. Purple and and Man. yellow. Purple and yellow. No, not Just bad not combination, yellow. right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to the worst here, superhero costume. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, we we went up there when we played them, and you know we we lost by three. We had a lot of chances to go and go and win that game. It was it was a tough one for us, but considering we were not competitive with them the year before, like. I'm I'm okay with that. Like I want to win, but you know I'll take a three point loss at, at JMU. But it's funny in person at all their games, they're like the nicest, friendliest people, and even people that I know that do some of their podcasts and stuff love you to your face. Can't stop saying good things about you. And the second you turn around, you're like f those guys. Like they just run their mouth afterwards. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting fan base. We play them I think three times in basketball this year. Uh, so it's it's going to be a, a nice rivalry for us with a whole lot of hate between the two. To be fans. fair, that's how I treat the Raging Review and Black and Gold podcast. I'll have we'll have them on here, and I'll I'll blow smoke up their ass the entire time. As soon as they're gone, like <laughs> screw those guys, I hate them. I want them to go to hell. So well, so, so, I know so what to expect when I get off. Rick. <laughs> oh yeah, man, we're going to talk well, so much crap about you. Yeah, a lion is a panther. We're, we're, we we own you. You know, we're 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 your we're your family. Instead of talking shit about a bunch of other programs, you mentioned basketball. How how do you feel your basketball program is going to be this year? Ooh, told you we get to basketball. Yeah, so, all right. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. This is it's basketball season. Just begun. It's only just begun. Don't Should I say here more often? <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. I love it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love it. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I think no, we're we're going to kind of have a typical old dominion season We're we're probably going to win like 22, 23 games, finish in the top four of the Sun Belt, and get knocked out in the quarters of the semifinals. I think that's kind of where we are, but the upswing for this program, like we've got a four-star kid on the roster. Now we have a four-star and basically a four-star that are committed and have already signed for next year. So like we have some, some studs coming in because of some assistant coaches changes last year that have changed our, our game from a recruiting standpoint. So like, I think if we can get through this year and have a decent season, we're going to be in really, really good shape next year. Like next year, probably going to come out, be the top team in the Sun Belt. Uh, but it's kind of figuring out how all these pieces kind of work together and try not to lose the the four-star kid we have now, uh, who's a freshman from Canada. Um, you know, it, I, I think they've, they've got a, they've got a high ceiling, but we have been burned over the last decade of thinking teams are really good coming into the season. And then they just kind of fizzle out. Um, you know, like we think we've been to one NCAA tournament last 13 years. And that was definitely not the standard when I was in school. Like we were going every other year in the CAA days when mm-hmm. freaking everybody was ridiculously good in the CAA. And we're Except trying to us. get back. Except for us. Yeah. You had a, you had a couple good seasons there, we did. but I mean, that was, that was a meat grinder. Of, I mean, of I, course, I, the 40 years of our basketball history. Sure. We had a couple of good seasons. Yeah, the <laughs> was rough times for us. We, we got good. Like right when we left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Coach I mean, Hunter pretty much came here for, because of the CAA. And then he was here one or two years. And then we were like, bam, we're going to Sunbelt. He, he made, he made comments about saying like, he, he would just be public about it. He's like, I came here to play the teams in the CAA. Um, and I'm, you know, he was like, I'm single bid. Sunbelt is not as exciting, but yeah, it is what it is. Tough. Especially since like the bigger schools won't play us anymore. 
like the A10 has put the kibosh on their schools playing Sunbelt schools, mainly what? because like mm-hmm. we we burned them a little bit because I think they thought that we were going to join uh, the A10 and go FBS independent for football. And then Oklahoma and Texas started the whole no way. Why would you do that? <laughs> Well, at th- this is all pre-movement of this last go-around. Right, right? This right, is right. pre-Oklahoma, Texas leaving. And we were stuck in Conference USA. Was not going well for us financially. Was not going well recruiting. Like nothing was was what we had expected. Um, so I think that was an option on the table that they kind of banked on. And then all of a sudden the movement started. The Sun Belt opened. That's obviously the right answer for us. We've been super happy in the Sun Belt uh, but yeah, now like we don't play VCU, who is our biggest basketball rival. We don't play them anymore. We don't play Richmond. Uh, George, the George Mason contract ended last year. We're not playing them anymore. And now, you know, VCU's losing at home to low majors and all that stuff. But it was under the guise of pumping up your like your your strength of schedule and your your rating at the end of the year mm-hmm. um, by basically beating the crap out of crappy teams at home. Uh, so that's what they're doing under that guise. But we know what it really is. Like we burn the A10 and the A10 is trying to get back at us. Yeah, Ryan, you got to remember that uh, basketball-only schools think that basketball is all that matters and that a, an FBS school will just go independent so they can focus on their basketball There's program. So, so much more money in football. And then and <laughs> an independent football program is like just – I mean, unless you're named Notre Dame or what it was, B- BYU is the other one, right? The other big one? Was. was. They're, they're in the yeah, Big 12 now. Yeah, but like they, unless you have like that sort of, of – of, presence to be able to like schedule whoever the hell you want every year being independent i mean look at like you umass i mean like oh. what are they what are they doing i mean that's just and what new mex is new mexico still independent no they joined mm-hmm. the conference usa with uh with uh, the ODU's well, de- departure anything's yeah. better i mean like you imagine they went from independent to conference usa right that that's how bad independent was they're in conference usa and they're good that, that shows a testament to how bad conference usa has become <laughs> is that new mexico state who was like perennial just like beating him to death by everybody in the Sun Belt? we probably lost to him uh but uh <laughs> they go to conference, uh, yeah, to conference usa they have like nine wins or something ridiculous like that and they, did, they, they did lose to UMass. They lost to UMass in the first game at home, I think. <laughs> yeah, but they, then they go and beat they beat Auburn on the road last weekend. Last which week, I think is yeah. a bigger indictment of Auburn than anything. But was bad. Them. It, mean, yeah, it, it was not like a you know a last second sixty two yard field goal for a win. It was a thirty one ten like drubbing of them, and that was that was that was. That's bad for Auburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, 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 the Hugh Freeze era there going going real well. You mentioned VCU being your um, your big uh, uh, basketball uh, rival. Who, who who would you say your football rival is now? I mean, in or out of conference? Uh, definitely JMU. Um, that's yeah, definitely JMU. I think out of conference, probably East Carolina is is up there for that's us. Uh, pretty pretty high. Um, you hate purple, then, so you really do hate purple. I see. Makes sense. We do. Do you we guys do. play East Carolina every year, no matter what? Uh, not not every single year. It rotates, so we have them back on the schedule next year. Um, hmm. But yeah, pretty pretty frequently. Like it's good for them. It's good for us. Like uh, we're both recruiting the same ground, so they get to come up uh, and recruit on Friday night to play a game on Saturday. But Virginia Tech has really become one of our bigger rivals, mainly because we've beaten them twice at home. That's amazing. Um, they that. signed this 17-year agreement with us where we have nine in Blacksburg and eight in Norfolk. And They're I'm young. sure the ACC <laughs> is just like trying to print them as much money as possible to buy out of that. But we uh, we loaded it the right way to where we'll basically fund our athletic department if they back out of that contract. So 
Yeah, I was looking at y'all's uh your your schedules and everything, and hey, man, Virginia. I, I don't know what you guys did. To, I don't. I don't know what information you had uh, on whoever it was in Blacksburg <laughs> or whatever to get that scheduled. But like, so we got Georgia Tech on the schedule. We have a home and home with them. We play at Bobby Dodd uh, to open up next season, and then I think they come to us two years later. But like that was a. Like when that news Excuse came you. out, that came out. I, I, it came out during the pandemic, and I think that's when like people were like, "We don't know if we can ever travel again. If our players can ever get on an airplane ever again." So like, we'll just walk to the next game. Uh, but like Georgia, just Georgia straight up will not schedule us. Uh, I saw that you guys. Uh, I don't know if you've played Virginia before, but you got Virginia on the schedule. Uh, we can't get Georgia to play us. So um, kudos to you guys up there. I guess I guess Virginia is for lovers. You guys love to play each other. Love to play with each other. <laughs> So. Yeah, we had a we had a two for one with Virginia, but they bought out of their game in Norfolk. Um, it, it, was, it was supposed to be in 2020 when we did not play. So oh. they bought out of that. We played them twice there. We've lost to them twice on last second plays. So we we're so close. We wish we had them on the schedule this year because they're freaking terrible. Um, but yeah, it's it, it. We built a lot of our schedules that you're seeing now when we thought we were going to be in Conference USA and not playing anybody close to us. So we right. wanted to get you know, Liberty on the schedule, Virginia, Virginia Tech, East Carolina. We've had North Carolina, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, trying to get like more regional games because those are great schedules. Those are great schedules. Nah, we, keep we play, Liberty we, off the schedule. What are you talking about? Well, Liberty and Ryan has this thing. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, Liberty is garbage, but we hate uh, them. no, they, 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 but they have a whole bunch of everyone. They were fine independent too because they can just like pay anybody whatever to come show up and somebody will do it because they've got so much money. <laughs> yeah, just they, like, they bought out a couple of their home games in Norfolk for like 1.5 million a pop. And we're like, great. We would prefer not to play you anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. No, we we've played. A, I mean, several of those teams that you've talked about, we've played. But man, just uh, it's it's a one off type thing. Um, so that's that's some awesome some awesome scheduling. Uh, uh, you guys got another question? I got some other stuff, but you guys got other questions? Well, you mentioned your two rivals, JMU and East Carolina. Both teams are a little bit short of reality. Which one is more out of reality? Is it JMU by far? They just excel because I feel like East Carolina, when we played them, I don't know. They just seemed like they're the bee's knees. They're the best team in the nation. And it seemed like out of touch with actual reality. Uh, well, it's tough because I, I did get that feel from East Carolina as well. I think they've had a nice come to reality this year and, and a little bit towards the end of last year. Sure. Uh, but JMU has a world of hurt coming their way. Uh, because, <laughs> like. They've they have a, a defense at stack with a lot of guys who are getting ready to graduate. They have somehow managed to hit twice in a row studs out of the transfer portal at their quarterback position. Like they've been able to just strike gold twice in a row. Mm-hmm. And then also we, we have fun laws in Virginia that they still have a couple of years to adjust to moving from FCS to FBS of how much money you can use from student activity fees to fund your athletic department. Uh, they are not in compliance with that in any way, shape, or form. They fall behind us in donations and sponsorships and all of that. So they're going to have to do some serious budget cutting. Uh, you know, we were able to do some creative things and and get to where we need to be. Uh, we had we did have to cut uh, rest, our wrestling program. JMU mm-hmm. doesn't have men's sports that they can cut. They have very few men's sports. So they are going to have to take a huge step back in the amount of money that they spend when they're already not paying their coaches that much. So I think for the reason you're seeing a lot of these big pushes now, like, <laughs> get us eligible, let us win conference titles is because they know 
what's coming down the road from them in two, three, four years. Like it's going to be a struggle for them financially to maintain where they're at now. So I, I think JMU fans are a little bit more out of touch with reality, but I don't disagree with you on East Carolina kind of having that air about them as well, thinking that Lincoln Riley is still their coach. Well, I, I was going to ask you, so um, seeing as, as they are winning a whole bunch, don't you think that JMU deserves an exception to those rules? Because, <laughs> I mean, they're winners, right? They should just, they should, it should be the exception. And an auto, right? I mean, I, I think they should be in the SEC. I mean, what are you talking about? Like, they need to get that campaign going, sue somebody. Or fake sue somebody because they didn't actually sue anyone. Now you um, can you can uh, do us a huge favor in basketball. You have to promise us one thing. All right. You play JMU in like three games. You have to beat them. <laughs> yeah, that's. I can't take a basketball season of JMU people, let alone a football season. Oh yeah, I mean they go and beat Michigan State to start their season, and they somehow get ranked. Like just that, that just kind of compounded to the shitty weekend we had yep. last year where, you know, we lost the Liberty, then all that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them three times this year, and I think it's become very apparent. To how, the do you have them, how do you have them three times? We had a non-conference agreement with them, a multi-year agreement uh... before we all went to the Sun Belt. So them coming to Norfolk one more time basically eliminates that. Um, and it's, it's going to be good for both of us from like a, a rating standpoint. Like we're both going to be you know, in the top 150, 175 right. of teams. It's a, non, so but it's be, a non-conference game. It's correct. that one game is, is a non-conference game. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 that'll be non-conference. It kind of replace where either like a Richmond or a VCU or a George Mason would have been for us. You got 7-0 JMU coming in, so you better get ready for them. We actually have, a, I, I was looking at the schedule when we play you guys, because we... Uh, you guys do not come to Atlanta. Oh, you do come to Atlanta. I come to Atlanta in January. But when we play uh, at you guys, it's uh, at Jimmy Madison on a Thursday and then up in Norfolk on that Saturday. So that could be a, a weekend trip. Get up Thursday morning, go to uh, Harrisonburg, wherever the hell they are, and then uh, see that game. And then <laughs> they're right off the highway. It's all right. Whatever, whatever highway know. it is, they're they're right. I, I mean, it's, it's taken me. This is the the second year <laughs> they've been in the conference, and I'm just now remembering what what town village. <laughs> Uh, across street they're at now. So Virginia's too big though for that kind of stuff. Like it's <laughs> how how close are you to actually? Like two or three hours, right? Norfolk and Harrisonburg is like two or three hours away. Yeah, it's about it's about two and a half three hour drive from Norfolk mm-hmm. all the way up. I actually live in yeah. Richmond, so I'm I'm right in the middle of the state. So for mm-hmm. me, it's about hour forty five to get up to Harrisonburg. It's about an hour fifteen to get down to Norfolk. So I would tell you if you do come up for that little weekend adventure, uh, mm-hmm. don't stay the night in Harrisonburg. Like go somewhere else south and then just come spend a couple days in richmond uh there's some some good stuff there or go down to norfolk a little bit earlier but harrisonburg I've like living i've got good friends in richmond so that's definitely what would what, what end up happening if yeah. i were to do that so a lot of a lot yeah. of fun stuff around here but yeah i mean unless you just like want every chain restaurant on the planet don't go to harrisonburg because 81 literally runs through the middle of their campus like they have a tunnel that goes under 81 so when they have like the when those rankings like those weird rankings that come out like you know how close your stadium is to an applebee's like i was was gonna ask like like, what's the applebee's situation you know we we talked about it (laughs) a a couple episodes ago you know (laughs) because atlanta doesn't have them you know we we, they're all like around the outside like applebee's doesn't make their way outside around the outside yeah (laughs) just cross the interstate from the football stadium and there's like your applebee's tgi fridays all your yeah i mean it's great you're into 
that, but you know, <laughs> I mean, if you, that's if you, how far I want to go. Buyer's card, too. you get some uh, some free mott sticks uh, when you go up there because you go so often. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> we just call it like the the truck stop university because it, there's two exits off of an interstate with a lot of trucks, and that's that's JMU. Yeah, we got strip clubs and waffle houses. That's our uh, our claim to fame. So that's it's not yeah. that bad though, man. That's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I'm not mad. And depending on what time you go to the Waffle House, you may see the strippers at the actual Waffle House. So uh, you can get a two-for-one special that way. So hey, I hear some of the strip clubs down there have great wings, apparently. <laughs> Magic <laughs> City. Lemon pepper. What? <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, look, look. I know we're, we're famous for that, for that exact fact. I could not imagine <laughs> eating finger foods at a strip club. I mean, like, not that I'm touching no, anything, to but like... Could you imagine? That has got to be the wrong. best... That is gonna be the best DoorDash order you get. Like you're you're driving out there and you're picking up everybody's Applebee's and crap like that. And then finally, next order up, Magic City, you know, forty eight dollars in food, whatever. You're like, ah, uh, I'm gonna get there early and just wait. And I'm just I mean, I want to eat oh, no, at a strip club. We're taking a while of having like yeah. a, a steak, you know, like a two dollar steak that's like delicious at a at a strip club. But like chicken wings, just no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Where are those hands been? Right. Especially when you call them never to, wet. So that, there's a place downtown called Goosebumps, and we we okay. got into there. Um, and you know that that name, it you know it, it it's a children's it book. There's also like that. There's like ten people around the outsides, like standing on the wall, just like with their with their plate and like their chicken wings. Like I'm just like I, I can't, guys. I just can't. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, so <laughs> off topic a little bit. All right, That's so all right. we we talked about what we thought of. Uh, did we did we talk about this? I can't. What were your expectations? What was the the Monarch fan base expectations coming into the season? When you you see all the preseason rankings and dead last, like universally dead last in the East. Uh, did you guys think that that was legit, or did you say no that there's something that everyone's missing out of this program? Yeah, I, I thought that people were really using a lot of last year's metrics on our offense to evaluate where they were going to be this year. And we knew that offense was going to look very, very different. Now, expectations weren't super high. Like I had us at five and seven. That, that's what I kind of had us pegged at going into this year thinking. Nailed that. it. <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not but yeah i mean it's there were there were some games that that surprised me a little bit um you know being able to go beat georgia southern last weekend was definitely one that i did not have my on my radar as as kind of a win um i think as the season went on and we were in these close games and like you know we're up big on wake forest and we blow that lead uh we go to marshall we're up big there and we blow that lead like we knew that we were close we were just kind of messing up some of those little things and those little things were stacking up and, and causing us to lose games. So I think the five and seven coming into it was, was what we thought, but um, I'm not, I'm not surprised that we are have a, have the possibility of, of going to a bowl game this year. Uh, that three and a half win total that Vegas had was, I mean, that, that just looked like candy to me. So we had a couple <laughs> people going to Maryland and Texas or Tennessee to, uh, to play some, some over, over pets on those. Uh, Cause we, we can't bet on Virginia schools in Virginia. So we got to go outside, but yeah, I, I uh, love cashing that uh, over three and a half wins ticket a couple weeks ago. I bet. Wait, you can, you can bet, but not on Virginia schools. Correct. Yeah. So any Virginia <laughs> college athletic program, we cannot bet on. I hate uh, but, the South. Yeah. But, but oh, everything oh, else, oh, Virginia, <laughs> No, we do not claim them at all. That's not the dirty. No, that's uh. Virginia counts. No, they're too close Virginia to DC. Southern. No, they're not southern. I, no, Virginia not southern. the south. No, don't use the term southern. First of all, that but, sounds uh, really weird. <laughs> what? <does? laughs> well, I, I mean, no, I, I, they drink Pepsi up there. So How can they be the south? They drink Pepsi. 
Oh, mm. we drink a lot of Coke in Virginia. But also, yeah. like, let, let's not let let's not forget history here. Virginia kind of made this out, right? Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to cast aspersions talking about drinking Pepsi, man. I'm that's not that's talking about up. that's messed not, up, man. That's I, not even I, right. I'm talking about culture. I'm talking. I'm not talking about civil war craft. <laughs> I'm talking about culture. culture. I, don't, no. I don't care where the damn Mason Dixon line was. I'm saying Virginia is not the South. You know, it's they, southern. It, yeah, it is. It is nah, the South. It's part it, of the South. It, it depends. Yeah, everyone talks about how great Virginia barbecue is. Come on, what are we talking about? There's no. This is the South. Yeah. Nobody talks about Mississippi barbecue either. Yeah, because they're not part of this. No, that's that's, that's <laughs> they're they're yeah, so dumb. That's the deep south, <laughs> exactly. They're just Mississippi. That's why. They, they, yeah. Hey, let me tell you what. When Mississippi figures out how to make fire, they're going to make some legit barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're going to have to figure out indoor plumbing shortly after that. So. <laughs> exactly. Oof. I think that's the funniest thing you've ever said, David. Yeah, uh, I have my <laughs> It's in, in Virginia though. It just depends on where you are. Like if you're in Northern Virginia, you feel like you're in D.C. Right? Like if you're yeah. up there, Alexandria, Arlington. Like you don't you don't feel like you're in the south, but I mean, Alexandria really, is DC. So right. oh yeah, I mean it's, yeah. <laughs> it's right there. But you 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 come to Richmond, come to Norfolk, especially if you go out west, even going to that the nasty place that's Harrisonburg and along that corridor, <laughs> it's, it's a completely different feel. Like I feel like we have basically an encapsulation of the entire country within Virginia, depending on where you are. So you might you you're getting a different feel if you come to Norfolk. But if your experience has only been northern Virginia, then no, you probably don't think that Virginia has no. Any don't get me wrong, I'm not hating. I'm not hitting on Virginia. I actually love Virginia. I had, um, uh, you're not going to like this, but one of my absolute best friends went to Virginia Tech and I visited Blacksburg quite a bit in my college days before Georgia State ever had football. And I, I think that Blacksburg is some of the best countryside I've seen in my life. That whole area is just, is awesome. I love Virginia Tech. I love Blacksburg. That's my dream home and home, uh, opponent is to be able to play up there and have them come down here. But, um, I'm just saying you're not part of the South. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Right. Strong disagreement <laughs> over here. Agree, agree right to disagree. Side of the screen or the left side, whatever it ends up being. <laughs> Me and you, Gary, we agree. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Are, are, are any of you three coming uh, up to Norfolk this weekend? No. Nah. It's nah. stupid expensive because it's the last and game of the season right after Holiday Thanksgiving. weekend. And Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I, don't I said travel earlier, a lot. Um, I, I go to like the I'll go to like the big games, like when the P5 money games, because I just think it's fun to go. Yeah, how was that? Stadium, Ryan, do the tailgates and all that stuff. Yeah, that big game. How was Baton Rouge last weekend? Tell me, well, tell I us all about that. it. Exactly. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> Say it looked great on TV. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't like I, saw do that. Well, I don't party. remember about half of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, Ryan. I both, like I said earlier, Ryan. I both have uh, little ones. Uh, holiday weekend. It's it's a tough one up there. Uh, it's a tough weekend to make it make a, a road trip. Uh, Tim's got no real excuse at all. He could totally do it if he wanted to. But it's <laughs> right, like forty really five degrees and getting some rain coming that day does not yeah. sound like a, a fun experience. Actually, it it's sounds just, like perfect football weather. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I did look into it. It's just really expensive just because it's that weekend. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing, Gary. Uh, people talk about with the realignment and you guys and the uh, the other three coming into uh, the conference, they, how like tight knit this East Division is. Yeah. For y'all, we're the most now we're the most West team in the division. And we went from our longest drive being six hours to now like eight, nine, 10 hour drives to get to to get to Huntington or get to Norfolk or get to uh, the, the shithole that is Harrisonburg. We can say shit, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just say whatever you want, David. Right. You just have to I, it out I'm the last to edit it out, right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> no. So we, we got. We kind of got. I mean, it's great for. I think Appy State was the big winner on the realignment as far as it goes to geogra geography, geography, uh, because they're close to everybody for the most part. But uh, 
it made it difficult for us to get to more difficult to get to the games than it used to be. So, yeah, it's your we, fault, we were... Gary. Answer for this, Gary. Answer for it. Come on, man. Hey, which, which, how which... how many direct flights on Delta are there from Atlanta to Norfolk every single day? I think there's like eight. I mean, I yeah. mean, probably that that's probably, the brilliant yeah. thing about Atlanta is there's direct flights to literally everywhere. It's great. I'm pretty sure they're high fiving. The, the planes actually tip wings on the way back. Hey, guys, see you next time. Midway. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's eight why is like, a lot, though. Eight is a lot. So <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, that that that's the, the big hub coming in. And basically in Norfolk, if you're on Delta, you're going to Atlanta. American, you're going to Charlotte. So mm. it's easy to get in and out of Norfolk, easy to get in and out of Richmond to a lot of these places. The tough ones for us are still like Marshall. Like that's a five, five and a half hour drive, six hour oh, drive. Me. Yeah. And it's hard to, Boone's it, it, too, hard right? Oh, Boone is a nightmare to get yeah. to. Yeah. Cause you yeah. gotta go up like, the mountain too for anyone. But yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Tim and I went up to, Tim and I went up to the Boone game up there last year. <laughs> and I, I had my mom's uh, deceased husband's like 1990 Ford Explorer that we were driving up there. And man, those those hills, those mountains, whatever you want to call them, and I know that people out west don't call them mountains, but that that Ford Explorer sure did call them mountains. <laughs> Revving that engine, <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. Like, I didn't move the gas pedal. We went from going like sixty to like twenty. <laughs> it just it you got it to it. the floor, and you're just going backwards down the mountain. Yeah, yeah I looked in the rear view <laughs> mirror, like I, I got Scotty from Star Trek. I'm giving her all she's got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it, it, some some of them are tough, but it, it's definitely better for us not going having to go to like El Paso, Texas and Houston and Denton and all those places that are out west. So definitely been been better for us. But yeah, sorry. It's uh, you miss out on all the tacos, though, man. You don't get good. Where, where are you getting your good tacos now? Oh, well, we just went to Texas State. Yeah. Go to San Marcos <laughs> and go to either San Antonio or Austin. Hey, we've got a lot of here. Here. Awesome Once every eight years, you can get to go out to San Marcos for some tacos. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna throw down El Tesoro because we do have tacos. Yeah, we do have some legit. Uh, we have a legit taco place walking distance from my house. It's some 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 legit street Mexican tacos. Uh, El Tesoro for anybody in Atlanta that's listening. Not Texas, Atlanta, but like Mexican Atlanta. tacos, like real, real ones, real tacos. Yeah, yeah. yeah like right. when you tell me to get cilantro off, you pretty much just have a tortilla and meat, which <laughs> I'm fine with. That's, uh, that's all right. Do you guys have any more questions? We can let, let we, we held in for 40 minutes. Much, as long as we're not going to do last call, I don't think. No, <laughs> we're, we're totally going to do last call. Uh, <laughs> so do you, do you want to give any kind of like a final? You don't have to give a, a number, but you can get you got a prediction on uh, how this game's going to go on Saturday? Yeah, well, it, it'll be a one possession game either way because that's nine out of our 11 games we played <laughs> so far this season. Like it's we, we have the inability to put teams away, and then we have a nice ability of coming coming back to win late. Um, I think for us, we're going to lean on our mismatches in the passing game. Like I think you're going to see a lot of spread field option routes, taking deep shots where we can. Uh, I think this is going to be a super high scoring game because I don't think we have anything defensively that'll stop Darren Granger. Even Jason Henderson, as good as he is on the defensive side, like we've seen him in the spiral before and he's done fine limiting the run, but the rest of the coverage is really just not there. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to put this one somewhere in the neighborhood of like, 42-38 ODU wins this game, and they're going to score the game-winning touchdown with like a minute to go, and we're going to have to stop Georgia State going in because that's just how our, our team is. But it's going to be a fun game. Um, I, I mean, it's it's probably going to be the most fun game in the Sun Belt this week, so I would definitely tune in and watch that. If you can get to Norfolk, come on by. If you need tickets, reach out to uh, anyone with the ODU Monarchist or ODUMonarchist.com. We have a plethora of extra tickets if any Georgia State fans have a need. 
We're it's, the same you're, way. You're, you're, our fan, our fans understand that exactly. Like, come to our tailgate and don't worry about buying tickets. There's tickets floating around. Just say, "Good hey, I need a ticket. Tickets, and like, food, the ticket will come your way. Yeah. Good tickets, too. <laughs> yeah, so from what your description, it sounds like this is going to be a, a drunken game. Like, we're going to, we're all going to end this game, like, pretty, pretty hammered, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> high-scoring in, game. High-scoring games. You're always, like, you're always chugging at those game, touchdowns David. and ordering more pitchers. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to be it's, shit-faced this game. It's going to be one of those where, like, you need to schedule an appointment with your cardiologist the next week because it's like, I don't know what happened Saturday, but I was here and here and here, and it was, it was awful, and there's a lot of alcohol. So, yeah, the good yeah, thing about the, the, the Apple Watch is like that the resting heart rate, high... heart rate is like skyrocketing right now. Yeah, there's no <laughs> high heart rate games for us anymore because we're just no. like, oh, like, if we, if we're like, if we, if we come out the gate and we like, we're winning, we'll be excited and like, it'll be fine. If we're losing, we'll be like, yeah, so like, the same as the last couple of weeks, whatever. This is how we do it. Yeah. You the comment that, uh, we're going to a bowl game. You made the comment that there's nothing that's going to stop Darren Granger. We have a secret weapon that will stop him. It's Darren Granger. <laughs> <laughs> there are two players that could come out, to, could uh, get off the bus in Norfolk. You can get Danger Granger or Granger Danger. And Danger Granger, that's the guy that we want to show up. Granger Danger, that's the one you want to show up. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also just like you all played LSU last week, and I'm sure you got absolutely beat to hell by an SEC team. But there's like that Slightly. side of it where you're like sore and maybe not up for it physically. But then the other side, it's like, man, this is so much easier than playing an SEC defense. Like, let's score 50 points at the game. No, we went three and out every time, so it was fine. Our guys didn't have, didn't have a workout. They're held out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so how? I, so I got to watch a little bit of like the last end of that game after after our game was over. Mm. You all won. You had more offensive plays, and you won the time of possession battle. Yeah. Like how Winning. how did that go down? Well, <laughs> they scored for ahead. They just because Daniels just did put the Quickly. whole game on his shoulders and just he would just everywhere. run 40, 50 yards at a time. Like we were like yeah. we were playing touch football with feathers. It was just kind of like eh, go on by us, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean he, that that dude is a stud though. Like he he's. Is. He well, in a game with big plays, talent. though, like you're going to have uh, less time or less time of possession for the team that's looking better. In that, I will tell if you, there's a big if, if LSU has a bunch of big plays, the time of possession is going to be low, lower, and there's going to be less plays on the field. Whatever, you know, it's it's just the way it is. I will tell you, we we around. started the game, we we scored, we struck first, we scored seven zero. They came back. We came back. We're up 14-7. They came back, and then again, and then we'll get into this. It was episode. a little bit of a shootout. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we went into the half down seven points, 21-14 going into the and, half. And very so, I mean, easily could have been 21-all. I mean, it was it like we were like a play away from 21-all. Yeah, uh, you know, whenever you're playing an SEC team at home, uh, at their home, you, ha- you have that 12th man of the, uh, the, the, the stripes, the zebras out there, and there was some absolutely, you know, we're going to talk about it in our, our episode, <laughs> but like I don't like blaming officiating for anything. But there was some poor shit officiating in the game, so especially that first half. Aren't the well, away team bring the officials though? Not anymore. SEC. Not anymore. SEC. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, yeah. we've we've had that we've had that problem. We had ACC officials at Virginia Tech. We had Conference USA officials at Liberty, uh, and then I think I'm trying to think of the other one we had. But yeah, it's it, that used to be the rule. The away team had their conference officials, but that that has gone away now. But I. I was impressed that you all were, were staying in there with LSU because typically teams that don't play at Death Valley a lot, when they go in there, they get their doors blown off early. You all were not rattled. It didn't seem like at all. For for half. whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, but this has been true since the day we started playing football. Uh, 
typically when we play the big programs with the big intimidating fan bases and the large stadiums, we play better there than we ever play at home. So I don't know what it is. Uh, we can go through the, the we won't, but we can go through the laundry list of uh, big programs that we played incredibly tight until the condi- strength and conditioning just uh, overwhelmed us and we, and we ended up losing the game. But that's just been kind of one of Georgia State's things uh, in the, what what is it, 13 years we've been playing now, 14 years. So, All right, man. Uh, Gary, thanks for, we held you way too long. I appreciate you sticking around for this long to talk to us. I had a, I had a really good time. Uh, let's get together in February or, or January and talk about uh, some uh, ODU Georgia State basketball as well. Yeah, definitely. Have, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's been fun, guys. Thanks for having us on, and uh should be a fun one on Saturday. All right, thanks a lot. Say goodbye, guys. See ya. Good, goodbye, guy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed that as much as we had fun making it. If you haven't already, check out the Part 1 weekly episode where we talk more about the Old Dominion game as well as LSU, that debacle, and uh, basketball as well. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys next week. Everyone has a happy Thanksgiving.